You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. You don't need video in your course. Welcome to episode nine of Course Creation Bites, and we're talking about video. I often end up talking to people about video because it creates some fear. I'm going to be honest. Quite a lot of the people I work with have maybe just self-confidence issues about appearing on video. Now, it might be that they don't want their face plastered all over things. It might be that they're not confident that they can explain something clearly in video. They don't like to have to hear themselves back when they're editing video. There are a bunch of reasons why you might not want to create video for your course. And you don't always need to. Don't get me wrong, video is awesome and can be incredibly helpful as part of your course, but you don't always have to have it. Firstly, it's not very accessible. So in terms of helping your audience understand your content, video is not always the best delivery method. It's not great for your visually impaired users. Funnily enough, if they can't see your video, they're not getting the most out of it. But on that logic, it's not always great for your hearing impaired users either. Sure, they can see you on the screen, but unless you've got great captions, they can't really understand what's going on. It's not great for your internet impaired users either. So I was talking to a client in the past and they're based in regional Queensland. Look, Australia is not well known for its great internet at the best of times, but regional Australia is suffering. She did not have great internet. And while I'd put together a course that was full of these awesome meaty videos that really explained things and gave my, uh, gave great examples and screenshots and all sorts of stuff, she just couldn't watch them. She didn't have the data and the bandwidth to download them and stream them. And she just couldn't access them because the bulk of my course content was in what I thought were great videos, it meant that she really wasn't getting the value out of the course that she could have been. And so what that meant is I needed to start using other strategies instead or in addition to video. And I want you to think about doing the same. Yes, video is good, especially if you need to demonstrate something. So if you've got a creative process or something that's hands-on and you've got a video demonstration, it is useful and is worthwhile. But consider, have you got captions? Have you got an overview? Have you got um, screenshots then copy and pasted into the text below so if they don't have to watch the video, they can still see the gist of what happened? The same then if you've got a process where it's very technical and you need to screen share so they can see you clicking the buttons and doing the thing, that's great. But have you really got captions? Have you got downloads? Have, like, are there other ways in which your audience can access that content instead of video. Video is good. Video can be incredibly useful, but you don't have to have video. It is not a be-all and end-all. It's not a solution to every problem. In fact, a lot of the clients that I work with prefer to read instructions. They don't need sound. They don't have to worry about internet. They don't have to watch five minutes of video to find the 30 seconds they need. They can skim read down a list of instructions, get to the step eight, which was the only bit they needed, and they can do that. So really start to think to yourself, 
do you need video? And if you're going to have video, have it in addition to other teaching strategies, not as the only available content you've got. And when you use it, think carefully about your captions, think carefully about having an overview of what was in the video, think carefully about having a transcription available if you think it's valuable. I want you to use these strategies to make the best use of video, and then if you're not going to have video, think about all the other ways you can help them instead. Can you use images and graphics? Can you use a really good written description? Can you give them downloadable templates? And do you really need that video? Video is good, but don't go and produce them because you think you have to. Produce them where they are useful and make sure that they are accessible as best you can. So here's your action step. As always, you cannot build a course just by listening to me talk about courses. You actually have to go away and do something. And today, I want you to go away and analyze your videos. If you have already recorded videos, go back and make sure that they have captions where possible or at least an overview and a transcription available so that people can access the content in a way that is not just video. If you haven't started yet, go back to your course map and your plan and make notes about where you need video, but not just because you think you have to have it, because it's genuinely a useful learning tool. So it might be because they need to engage with you face-to-face. It might be because you need to demonstrate something that you're doing with your hands or screen share something that you're doing online. And all of those are good reasons for video. But if none of those are current in your course mapping, maybe you don't have a good reason for video. And I don't want you to go away and record 100 videos just because you think you have to. I want you to record videos only where you need to. Okay, time for all the podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you would share it with your friends or tell people about it, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you can get future episodes and better still leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold, so I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments to leave a review for me about the podcast. Lastly, why not come over and join our free Facebook group, Turning Your Content Into courses. There's some great interaction that happens over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer your questions and you get to learn from other course creators about the things you can do to help you grow your course and your audience. That's it for this episode, but as always, I will catch you next time. Mm